Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. This is the Fast Break Podcast. I am Sean Anderson, and I am joined by Philip Bridges. This is the seventh installment, Phil. This has kind of flown by pretty quickly behind yeah. us. It's not felt like we've been talking about this for seven straight weeks, but uh, the, the thing that really validated these seven weeks are the two hate comments we've gotten on our Dirk video <laughs> and our Dirk podcast. If you haven't seen that, go check that out because we talk about if Dirk is an all-time greatest, and it's kind of been misconstrued our point. We're not saying Dirk isn't one of the greatest of all times. We're saying he is not seen as one of the greatest of all times because he was not popular and didn't have these huge endorsements. I personally think Dirk is a top 15 player of all time. He's one of my favorite players of all time. And I think Dirk is fantastic. I think it was just getting misconstrued what our point was, Phil. So okay. I guess we have to be a little more clear. And Dirk, uh, great player, one of the greats, just not as popular. Exactly. That. And we're going we're gonna to need to be a little more clear on this topic apparently on well on this topic especially because oh, we're kind of playing with a little bit of fire here it can be misconstrued easily if Very we say easily. if we say this wrong uh the la times put out a uh, report saying that activists questioned lebron's james position in tamir rice protest uh tamir rice if you did not know was a 12 year old black boy who had a pellet gun and was shot uh, by two white police officers, and uh, you know, since LeBron James is this big Cleveland guy, he is you know coming home to Cleveland. Cleveland is his home city. Uh, people want LeBron to step up, take action, take a position, and you know, be, you know, be this light for Tamir Rice and be this guy who step stands up for them. Uh, LeBron James was asked about this, and LeBron really did not know anything about this issue, and you know, it's really hard for him to comment, is what he said, because he didn't want to say anything poorly about it. Um, LeBron James has previously worn a I Can't Breathe shirt when, uh, in referencing to Eric Gardner when that happened in 2014, and uh, people are calling out for him to stop playing, or at least stop playing for money, and there was a poll on Twitter that said, should King James play for profit in a Cleveland Cavs jersey until Tamir Rice gets justice? And out of the 303 votes, 68% of them were no. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's very, it's a very weird topic for me to talk about. Not weird, but uh, it's, I mean, I don't really have a position in this because I am white. So, I mean, I really can't say the injustices uh, against white police officers towards uh, black civilians. And I obviously think all these acts are disgusting, especially shooting, shooting a 12-year-old boy. But, Phil, you are a black man, and it's, uh, you know, you have a stance on these shootings and these terrible things that have been happening. In your mind, would Le- does LeBron James have a, not really a right, but does he, have, does he have a position, and would his position help this movement? This was when I read up on this and when I started seeing the uh, activists, my first mindset was, if this was somebody else, if, it, if LeBron James wasn't LeBron James— would this really be a conversation? Would this even have came up? 
you know, because LeBron James, one of the greatest players to play in the NBA, you know, you have... You could arguably say he's the face of the NBA. He's the face of the NBA. You know, Steph Curry's trying to get into that. But my thing is, why only LeBron was my first question. Why focus on him only just because... I get the point. He's from Cleveland. I think I think that's the main thing is that he's from Cleveland. He's from Cleveland. Yes, I understand. Cleveland, you should defend your own. But my only problem with this is what they're asking of him may be a bit too much. I think if he said something, you know, if he went to a protest, if he said it, stated how he felt about it, that would be one thing. But to ask him to, you know, go ahead, sit out. And, you know, don't play. Well, most people would say, because in certain stories they were asking not to play at all, just sit out, don't play, get fined, whatever. It's easier for us to ask LeBron to do that because he's got the lifetime contract with Nike. He's got everything outside of NBA money. He's got a lot of that coming in. But to ask him to sit out games and to ask not just him, but to ask more players you know, more African-American players to, hey, sit out, don't play until we get justice. That's a hard thing to do because not everyone in the league is LeBron James. LeBron James is one man. To expect him to make the biggest difference in a court of law is something that I don't know. I don't feel like that's reasonable. The whole thing uh, with the Clippers situation, getting him out, you know. That uh, was, Donald Sterling. Donald Sterling, yeah. yeah. That was more of the, that was easier because you had almost everyone. Well, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't more of an NBA problem instead NBA. of a you know a national political you know problem we have with white officers sh- shooting unarmed black civilians. Yeah, I, I, and that that is different, but at the same time, the league reacted differently. Everyone. You know, would rea- had the reaction against Donald Sterling in this that situation. This is a bit different. It was a shooting; somebody died. You have people, a lot of people, on one side of the fence or another, and it's kind of an awkward situation to delve into because if you say the one wrong thing, you go about it the wrong way. One word that means you're on their side. One word, you're on the other side. Black lives matters. All lives matters. It's a very tricky situation. I think LeBron James' approach saying, you know, I really don't have a comment. I think he's trying to give himself a bit of space before he goes about and says something that will tick a lot of people off on one end and make a lot of people on the other hand feel good. And I guess that's where my standpoint is. I don't want him to sit out and protest. He can do something else, but I'm not going to tell him hey, don't do your job, because if it's the other way around and we say, you know what, we're not going to do our jobs until they change it, we're getting fired in the real world. And even for some of the uh, African-American players who aren't LeBron James, they would get released, probably. They wouldn't get their jobs back. They'd be trying to find their way somewhere else, and some owners wouldn't want them on their team, particularly because of their stance, being as they decide to sit out. 
I think I think when you said uh, when you brought up that LeBron did not want to make a comment, I don't know if this was completely inspired by or if it he, it had some influence. Uh, but when Tom Brady has openly supported Donald Trump and you know he has the Make America Great hat again in his locker, and then when Donald Trump makes the stances about uh, Muslims not being allowed into the country if he was president, um, and then someone you know asking Tom Brady twice in a press conference and then having to stop it. You know, uh, when someone makes an outlandish statement like this and you have previously supported them and then you can't be like, oh, Tom Brady was can't be like, oh, well, I don't support Donald Trump now because then he's destroying this relationship he's had with someone and, you know, pulling this, you know, thing, which would be a huge move, but also, you know, detrimental to the Patriots because Robert Kraft also hugely supports Donald Trump. Uh, but then he just didn't make a comment, which looks kind of weak, and also did not help him stand up for anybody else. So I think, you know, LeBron's not trying to alienate anyone. And we obviously know that LeBron James is a supporter of African-American rights, you know, previously supporting Eric Gardner. I just feel he doesn't want to say the wrong thing. Exactly. Now, I do want to bring up something else. Uh, the person who has uh, pushed this controversy, uh, or not he's familiar with this controversy, is what the article states. Uh, Tariq Torre, he is a black writer and educator from Baltimore, and he is uh, familiar with this controversy. Uh, he has helped push the original call for James to sit out, and uh, he's been fielding messages of both criticism and support for his campaign all week. Uh, a former athlete himself, Torre played uh, football for Bowie State University in Maryland. And when he saw the football players at Missouri organize a uh, boycott in co- cooperation with the campus protesters, uh, when the D or uh, acts of racism that AD, was I'm sorry, AD. athletic director of uh, Missouri and the president, yeah, the president, they you know had him call down, you know, they made him step down because of these protests. Uh, he wanted to, you know, he's been a proponent of making athletes be activists, and uh, he kind of compared it to. Muhammad Ali, who refused the draft in Vietnam by switching religions and saying, like, it's against his religion, changing his name and becoming a whole part of this thing. And uh, Torre says that uh, this he understands that a disproportionate pressure is often put on black athletes, but he says that it comes with a territory of being a black athlete and a part of a society that has been times by pushed by high-profile figures like Muhammad Ali. Now, do you think this is a fair thing to say about LeBron, that he has to be an activist, and do you think this is fair to put LeBron James in this situation, or do you think this is something that just comes naturally from a leadership-driven uh, personality? I think the thing here is it's kind of the—I don't want to say catch-22. Or I think here's the thing for me, and this is why it's hard for me to go one way or the other. You can kind of see how Tariq—that well, was his name? Mm-hmm. Tariq Torre. Tariq Troy, I can see where he's trying to come from. Hey, you know, you're you're a big-time athlete. You have this platform. Why not use it to help your own community, help your people? But at the same time, it's a question of, okay, you're going to ask him to do it, but where it, you aren't calling for other athletes necessarily. Where is the call for other athletes he did bring that up. He said, uh, or one journalist observed uh, that on Twitter, people weren't asking for Cavaliers forward Kevin Love or even owner Dan Gilbert to stand up to lead a boycott because, you know, it's possibly because these two are both white. So it's kind of like it would kind of discredit them. I think it's what it's saying. Like, you know, why would why why not ask two people from Cleveland to stand up for the Cleveland community? And I think uh, Torre is kind of saying, well, because they're white and, you know, it's kind of. It kind of discredits them because they haven't been through the troubles and haven't seen the things that go wrong against African-Americans in the United States. Okay, see, here's my problem. Mm -hmm. 
if they were willing to also join, why would that be a big problem? That doesn't kill the movement. That in some ways, some people would feel that would help. I think it would be. I think it would just being. I think he's more saying leading it, leading instead it? of being a supporter. Okay, I I guess I could see where he's trying to come from with that. But if somebody's, I don't care if they're black, white, Latino, Asian. If someone's gonna stand up, let them stand up. If they're one of the big cogs in it, then that's fine. It shouldn't just have to be all on LeBron James to make change. LeBron James shouldn't be the main athlete that has to cause change. Where are the calls for the black athletes in the NFL? I don't see that. You wouldn't, Are you going to seriously tell me you're going to tell Cam Newton, hey, you know, you should join LeBron James and sit out games? Do you think Do you think it's because, you know, Cam Newton's now in a playoff push and, you know, because why, why not ask any Browns or Cincinnati Bengals players? Right. Because they're both from that area. I, why not ask A.J. Green? Exactly. A.J. Green, you know. He's There's not, no one really on the Browns, well, but A.J. Green. A.J. Green. <laughs> I don't see you asking any black athletes from Cleveland. Now, is that because they're not going to make the playoffs? You know, that's a whole other situation. Yeah. But um, you're not asking anyone else other than LeBron James. Maybe that's because he's not. they're not as high, pro, high profile. But anything to help the movement, you should be looking into. You know, you're not calling on Steph Curry. He's probably one of the hottest players in the game when everyone's looking at Steph Curry. Steph Curry's trying to make himself the face of the NBA in a way. I don't see you calling on Steph Curry, hey, sit out. And that's kind of my problem. Don't throw it all on one person to be the driving force. You know, in my, my viewing of this whole thing from when I saw this article, my first thought, this is a bad idea, really bad idea. Well, I my thing is, is, I think maybe if they get LeBron James, then other people will join. Because then, like, if LeBron does it, then maybe J.R. Smith, Iman Shumpert, then Kevin Love, then they can just get the whole Cleveland Cavaliers organization. Because I'm not trying to be—and Kyrie as well. But I'm not trying to be, like, you know, an ass here. But the Cleveland Cavaliers are the Cleveland Cavaliers because of LeBron James. That organization is run because of LeBron James. LeBron James is the face of Cleveland. He is the face of Cleveland sports. He's the face of the NBA. So I think if you get this huge star to back this protest, then I think it's, you know, it's this huge thing. Do I think it's, you know, just to ask him to be like, hey, sit out. This is your career. You have made this career. Sit out for this. I don't know if that's completely entirely fair to make LeBron do that and put him in this you know situation I think the other thing is it's kind of putting LeBron between a rock and a hard place yeah the quintessential you know if I do sit out you know maybe I get people on my side but then my career you know the thing I love to do the most now I'm stopping that and I'm. I don't know how long I'm going to be stopping. I'm going to end up stop playing basketball because who knows how long they determine that protest to be. That's that's one. I think that's the biggest thing because I think if I don't think it's if he does this, I think he gets the support of every single person that is supporting this movement at all. Because I mean, this is a large player stopping what he can like he what he does best to support victims of police brutality. That would be huge. But I think that point is. What, how far is he willing to go? Because obviously he is a supporter of this movement, but I mean, it's not really is is LeBron James like 
against police brutality. He won't sit out a whole NBA season. But this is his life. He didn't join the NBA to be an activist. He joined the NBA to be the best NBA player. While this would make huge headlines and he would be revered huge if he did this, he doesn't, I I feel like he would not want to make this huge jump and this huge commitment to ruin what he's built up in the past 12 years. He built a legacy. Yes. This is his legacy. The game is his legacy. When you talk LeBron James, you're not talking about this, him being an activist. You're talking about LeBron James, the basketball player. Go around anyone. LeBron James. Oh, he's great. He's one of the best of all time. You know, some people may hate him because of what he did with Miami. That aside. Yeah. LeBron James, it's basketball. That's the legacy he holds. And you're asking him to put that legacy all the way on hold for a movement in which you don't know how long it's going to go. And second of all, the key thing that people aren't really thinking about, it might not even matter to the courts. Then they may not reconvene the grand jury. They might not care to. I mean, I I, I don't want to say this, but I'm going to say it anyways. I mean, it's LeBron James. LeBron James saying that he doesn't agree isn't going to change the court's mind. Because it's just, I mean, it's it's more of a court. Like, he's not he's not like. You know, the judge. It's not like, oh, well, LeBron James doesn't like it. So now we can switch it. it. Yeah. No. LeBron that, James. I mean, LeBron James supporting this is huge. And he has before um, when he asked about it, the Eric Gardner situation. Uh, I believe that was two years ago, I believe. Yeah. He wore a shirt. That was all he did. Well, he didn't just wear a shirt when also asked about it during that uh, time. He said, it's a sensitive subject right now. Violence is not the answer and retaliation isn't solution. As society, we just have to do better. I pray for the families of lost ones. So there he did take a stand saying like violence isn't the answer, but then, you know, be peaceful in your protest. LeBron sitting out, that's peaceful. He's not leading a charge, but I feel like him sitting out then that would push these people from Cleveland to might like... Act out strongly because we have to do this for LeBron now. It might, it might in get two reactions. There are two reactions you're gonna get. The first reaction will be the positive one. Yeah, LeBron standing up for the rights of his people. LeBron standing up for against, Cleveland for Cleveland against this brutality for Tamir for Tamir. He's doing it for Tamir. He's doing it for all those who've been hurt by brutality from the police. And then here's the second one. LeBron, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. You're a basketball player. Go get me my rebounds. Go get me my points. Go bring me my NBA title. That's what you're paid to do by the Cleveland Cavaliers. You weren't brought here to be an activist. You were brought here to be a player. You were brought here to win championships. Go do that. This is not your court. You may be dominant on that court, but in this court, you are not the driving force. Know your role. Shut your damn mouth. And that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold Cold said so. I didn't know you were going to pull out a Stone Cold reference. When you said that's the bottom line, I was like, oh, my God. But, I I mean, going back to the actual series instead of not talking about a racist guy from Texas. um, (laughs) When has that been a shock? is, Is the thing... Or is the hashtag fair to LeBron? No justice, no LeBron. The hashtag, hashtag no LeBron, no justice. Why has it got to be no LeBron? See, that's my problem. Is no, it? I mean, you're just saying, LeBron, it's on you now. 
I mean, this this injustice towards black people has, has gone on Africa. since the start of America. Like America, since America has you been know, born, you know, basically, it's still been going on. You know, no, that's I, what I'm saying. It's, no, it, I'm not talking. Oh yeah, I was like, uh, hey guys, you know, uh, we're still dealing with you know racist prejudice. You know, that didn't end when slavery ended. That didn't end when Jim Crow ended. That didn't end that, in that, 1964. That, that didn't end for a while. I mean, hey guys, it it's has still ended. going on. So you know little note you know we're not blaming it on all of uh you know white america but there's that bad bunch you know there's a bad bunch of racists in every group well not racist but there's a bad bunch in every everywhere you go everywhere you go but in this situation it's like lebron james has to do something lebron james doesn't have to do a damn thing if he doesn't feel like it LeBron can go back and just focus on his career, keep building his legacy, because guess what? If he doesn't do this, guess what? People are still going to be his fans. He's going to still have plenty of fans. He's going to be still making millions. He's going to still have people coming to Cleveland, sitting in those seats, watching him playing basketball. The thing, the thing is, as well, I mean, we don't know what LeBron James is going to do yeah. after his career. He, LeBron James might become a huge activist after his career. Yeah. We don't know. But he's still going through his career. He was only 31. He is still in his prime. People are saying he's kind of digressing, but, I mean, he's he's got 26.7 rebounds and 7 assists. LeBron James, I mean, if he's digressing, I think I will take a le- digressing LeBron James over, you know, probably everyone in the NBA. I just don't think it's fair to be like, all right, put your career on hold. I mean, it's it's kind of... I see what they're trying to say. I see what they're trying to say. It's a huge statement if LeBron drops everything and does this, but I just don't think that's fair to LeBron. I think, you know, the mindset is there are some things that are more important than basketball. And this is this is more important than basketball. This that's a, bigger, that's 100% true. This is, there are some things that are bigger than the game, but to what extent are you going to allow yourself to be a part? To what extent are you going to go to be a part of this movement? To what extent are you going to allow yourself to put your neck out, put your career out on the line for something that could very easily not change? You're risking a lot for something that could go horribly wrong and backfire in your face. Now, see, the other thing is I read another article talking about, you know, having more players in the league do it. I mean, if the whole NBA sits out, then the NBA is just screwed. And I honestly have no idea if the if everyone in the NBA sits not, out. Not the NBA. Just talking about, well, you know, most of the league is African Americans, but yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. if, if the NBA stops, that doesn't mean Justice you know white on black violence is going to cry or is going to stop. It's still going to happen. You're just going to have more of a vicious reaction because I think, you know, you'll have your people, you have your part of society that underbelly that aren't really emboldened to say, you know, how they really feel. You know, you'll have them on the outside. Yeah, I understand. LeBron sits out. The league sits out. You take away basketball, you're going to get, you're going to incur the wrath of a certain group. You're going to incur a big wrath, especially, here's the thing, the owners. That's the key thing to this. Yeah. What everyone forgets about. Okay, you could go ahead. What's going to happen with the owners? Because I'm sure... Dan Gilbert will be very highly... But even these cities, too. I mean, the cities will be hugely affected if the whole... I mean, that's so much of their revenue. Is that's a good amount of revenue. You have a pro team there, 
That's good money you're making. Honestly, I mean, if every NBA player decides to sit out, they'll just call up the kids from the the D League, or college can't stop. I mean, I don't think college will. St- I mean, you know what I'm saying? You're, like, you're even in a more awkward position than co- see. Here's the thing about college: when the thing at Missouri happened mm-hmm. with the president, when the players said they were going to sit out, the school was like, "Okay, we can't afford that. That's a million dollars for every game they sit out potentially." But then, but then again, like if if the NBA players sit out and you know the D League players sit out, like everyone who plays basketball sits out. Let's say that. I mean, what position are the cities to be in? Because the cities just can't be like, all right, it's over. We just, it's not going to happen anymore. You, you can't because the, the national law Life and doesn't in the stop. Con- yeah in the Constitution, it's you know you have the right to bear arms. So I mean. The, I mean, obviously, you can do well, many things with your hands. I'm, I'm not trying to make this a political thing, but you can do many things with your hands. So that doesn't mean, you know, if the guns are taken away, that white on black violence is going to stop. Violent, I mean, look at brutality. pretty sp- brutality. I mean, look at um, Rodney King. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't shot or killed, but he was brutally beaten outside of his car in '91, '92. So I mean, if you, you can't take away guns from these officers, you can't do this because it's still the law. I mean, they have the right to control and carry these. Weapons, and I mean, I don't, honestly, I mean, I'm going to throw my political view out there. I don't believe that people should because I feel like it's, you know, outside of police brutality. I mean, it's still ruining schools across America, but it's just, I mean, it's, it's, it, there's so much you can do to really stop it. And I don't know if the NBA c- ceasing to assist, uh, to exist is going to stop that. Oh, the NBA will find a way to exist. And see, here's my other problem. Mm-hmm. If the whole, how many players are really gonna be willing to sit out? You still have players. I have no idea. Yeah, you still have players. You know, LeBron's making millions and millions. He has a lifetime contract lifetime with Nike. Nike. You have your big profile players. They're making bank. They're gonna always have money. What happens to those small time players? Yeah, those guys in the D League who are barely making anything. This is how they make a living. This is their life. This is their life, and you're telling them to put their lives on pause. To risk losing a bunch of money and risk never being able to get anything for something that could potentially never even change. You're asking a lot. It's a huge risk. And that's why I said when this idea was put out, it was a bad idea. Some people, you know, I put this out on Facebook. Some people like, I would want LeBron to do this. Why shouldn't he? He should. Okay, that's LeBron. What happens to everyone else? Yeah. It's it's a hard... It, this was a touchy subject. When I brought it up to you, I, I I wanted to take it with a grain of salt. I didn't want it to put anyone in an awkward position. And to anyone watching, you know, you know, this is this is the reality we live in. It is. It's unfortunate. And it's that's un- why I, that's why I'm, I didn't shy away. I didn't flinch when you asked me this. But I do I do want to I do want to switch topics a little bit. Not this whole topic completely. I do want to switch up the focus though. We'll get away from LeBron. We talked about LeBron for like a half hour. Yeah, that, LeBron, you could go back. LeBron, we won't talk about you. We're sorry, LeBron. The fast break. We'll talk about you next week probably. We've seen a ton of police brutality come out in Chicago lately. You know, we've seen many cases of it. Why isn't I have never? I mean, we're from Chicago. And we have not seen anything from, you know, Chicago fans on Twitter to say, like, D. Rose, he's from Chicago. He's this big star. He's the face of, you know, Chicago basketball right now. Why doesn't he step up? Well, because he's usually injured, so he won't I mean, be playing anyway. Exactly. He, he, he can't play, <laughs> but he can step up and just, you know, either, you know, refuse to talk 
do something like wear a shirt. I mean, he could just decline payment. I don't know. I mean, I don't, they want they want LeBron to decline payment. So I mean, why can't D Rose? I I think. See, here's the thing. I don't. Is it is it the fact that he can he he's willing to choose to step out and stop playing? What do you mean? Like it? Because I mean, D Rose isn't hurt right now, but I mean, he's playing well. Yeah, well, I mean, not if, well, but if he's doing better, it's, is it the fact that you know? People would be looking for LeBron on the court, and then they, and then they tune to ESPN to watch the Cleveland Cavaliers. They won't see LeBron. Is it that fact? That what? Is that is that the thing that's gonna? Is that the thing that they want? Is that the, the this big statement? Is that LeBron James won't be on, you know, national television because he's supporting this? I mean, he's supporting this this movement. I think that will bring more attention to it. So then, why don't they ask D Rose? I don't know why they see. That's the other thing. It's kind of hypocritical at times. Yeah, I mean, you're putting this huge pressure on LeBron James, but you're not asking anyone else. You know, Derrick Rose. Kobe's got nothing to play with. Kobe, this is last Kobe season. Why don't you ask Kobe? <laughs> that's the other thing. You you don't ask. You ask some. You don't ask others. You know, Derrick Rose. You know, if you were to ask him, I don't think you know he's gonna sit out. I think Coach Reggie would be. I don't. I I don't think any NBA player would set out for this. I mean, I, I no offense. They they will care. They will wear a shirt. They're not going to. Amari Stoudemire said in an article about when Eric Gardner situation was going out that he wished he would be, could be protesting right now with everyone. Obviously, these players care. I mean, these are you know this is anything that can happen to anyone, right? But this is their lives they're giving up. So I think it's very unfair to just ask and put so much pressure on these people to you know. Give up what they're doing. This is giving up their life. We can protest, but, you know, we'll go back to our jobs and our lives. Easy come, easy go. They leave their their positions. That's their life. Mm-hmm. You know, we might be able to find a job somewhere else, but the likelihood that they're going to find a job other than playing basketball. Uh, yeah, outside of the field of NBA. I mean, I mean, they could obviously become like a commentator. Yeah, they but, could. But what would they be commentating on if everyone decides to step out? Exactly. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, I mean, outside of the field of basketball, most of these guys have nothing else. I mean, look, look at, or I mean, just look at any pro athlete. Because after they leave, we've seen it with the NFL, the MLB, the NBA. These guys go bankrupt because they have nothing to do. They weren't given enough. These guys who are one and done in college. Going into they have no structure in their life. This is their career. They have to build up they, and save for their family. But some of them aren't taught how to do business properly. Exactly. Like and Antoine Walker is a great example of that. Went through how much? Uh, over a hundred. A hundred million. Over a hundred million. Everything. You know that goes into a different subject of players being the one and done rule. Yeah. I kind of think about the one and done rule. It's like. You have to you have to teach them something in that one year if they're honestly going to go to the NBA. There's got to be something you you got to have something for them because they're not taking serious classes. If they're honestly thinking they're one and done, they're going to take a bunch of blow off classes. Well, Cardale Jones, he's done playing school. He declared for the NFL draft. I mean, he, do you remember that tweet? He said, "I'm done. We're not here. School, we're not here. We're not here to play school." Like, I mean, these kids obviously are not taking their education seriously because they're trying to get to the NFL and know, they're trying to go where they know they're going to make money. Yeah, they don't know how to manage that money. Exactly. They get the wrong people in their ears, and boom, bad things happen. You have the 30 for 30 on ESPN. I think it's called— uh, Bankrupt? Yeah. I think, I think it's, it's, it's something to do where they profile athletes right. who have gone bankrupt. Yeah, and it just talks about 
that one focuses on NFL players who went broke. But in general, I think they talked about Antoine Walker as well, though. Yeah, I think I think they touched. I think they just touched all pro athletes who have gone broke. Yeah, I mean, oh, it's called broke. It broke. And that was simple. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the thing is, I mean, like LeBron with this, I mean, he sits out, and then like you know, magically this this problem is cleared up. He comes back the next game, he gets hurt, and he's done for the year. He's done for his career. That could happen. There's so much unpredictability in the NBA that we do not know when this guy's career is going to end oh, here's and whether the, he'll get the choice to end it. And here's the other thing. Going deeper back into them trying to get the uh, the the courts to reconvene, uh, the ADA to reconvene the grand jury. So what if it goes to trial? Then what? What if they get acquitted? Then what's going to happen? Yep. You can't do double jeopardy. It's the double jeopardy. No. So then what? You have just essentially wasted basically probably a year, probably a year and a half to have a case go to trial and to still not get any justice. And there's obviously more cases than just this Tamir just Rice case. this one, but yeah. it's extremely risky. And there's so much down. There's so much. The likelihood of anything positive coming out of it is so little that I don't I'm not sure this is the right idea. I like, would rather you go with a safer plan than just. Unfortunately, like this isn't the first time this has ever happened, and this won't unfortunately won't, won't be the last time. It won't be the last time. It won't. I, I mean, I I can say that Let's unfortunately be, with very much conviction, it won't. Ha- it will happen again. It, there's going to be a very you know on you know a very a situation that happens like this. That I mean, there's no positive or I mean, there's no positive at all. That it's clear cut that this happened because either one, this officer was afraid. Two, this officer's an idiot. Three, he's a complete racist. And four, he was just using his power and, you know, obviously, you know, using it. The officer was unstable. He had a history of being unstable. Exactly. You can be unstable. I mean, we don't know what's happening with these people's minds. And obviously, I don't think any of them are good intentions in their minds. You know, it's, it's just a crazy thing. And it brings me to the question, should athletes be expected to be activists does is that a secondary job for athletes? Do they have to be activists once they get to a certain level? Is it their responsibility to be activists when they are called upon? Should they have to? Is it their duty? Is I, because they're making the millions that you know what? Hey, you're we're feeding into what you make. We pay for your wages essentially. We don't really, but see, I I I, I don't. I don't think so because why aren't they calling out for like any CEO of a company, a huge company, to come out and step up for this? Why are they looking towards athletes? Because they're athletes. Because they're I mean, ball play- they're simply playing ball. They're making million dollars, millions of millions of dollars. Is it kind of like all right? Well, you're playing for entertainment. Why don't you just stop? Why, why don't you take this? You know, you're big time superstars. You get a lot of exposure. You should be willing to stand up. You're making. You're doing all this. You're getting all this. Why don't you give back? Kind of, it's kind of, like it would be kind of like all right, Will Smith. You're making a ton of movies. You're this big, huge star. Stop doing it. Stop. Just stop. Do this. Stand up for this movement. You know, I wish he would have stopped when making After Earth, but that's a different subject. I wish he would have stopped when making uh, his uh, son. Do we, do we read? Do we read his tweets? <laughs> you stop. <laughs> Those are the worst tweets of all time. You stop. That. All right. <laughs> that is horrible. Well, I- 
Hey. That is horrible. I love Will Smith, but I don't love his children. I whip my hair back and forth. I whip my Awful. Egg. Awful. All right, but I do want to... Uh, all right. I mean, this is this is a very rough topic, and it's yeah. very hard to transition so, out of, but I'm going to transition out of it some way. Force it. You brought up the one-and-done situation with in, in college, how these kids can just leave. Uh, currently, you know, we, we, we know the rookies. We know Carl Anthony Town, one-and-done. We know Jaleel Okafor, one-and-done. We know D'Angelo Russell, one-and-done. Now we look past that one year. We go to 2014's draft class of Andrew Wiggins, uh, Jabari Parker. Looking at this group of kids, because uh, NBA insiders just put ranking Wiggins parking in the top 10 sophomores by future potential. Uh, Chad Ford and Kevin Pelton did this. Uh, so they're breaking the most the sophomore the NBA sophomores with most potential. Pelton and Ford agree that Wiggins is the one with the most potential, and I right. I agree. Yeah, I mean that's a fair. Assessment. I think I think it was pretty fair that Wiggins was like, yeah, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to the NBA because I am the stud, and I feel like he is. I mean the 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 combination of him and Carl Anthony Towns is gonna be a very dangerous one. At number two, he put uh well he put Clint Capella at number two. I don't really agree with that. Do you do you like Clint Capella at number two? Not at number two. For most potential? No, not necessarily. Because I I look directly at the guy in Milwaukee, the guy yeah. who was looking like the <laughs> first shot, the first sure rookie of the year before he tore his ACL coming back, Jabari Parker. I mean Jabari Parker. We watch. I watched him in high school. I think I, I saw a couple games when he was in high school, I think, and he was a stud then, and he was a stud in Duke. I think it's because of the ACL injury that he got dropped. You know, you worry about. Is he going to be the same player? Does he have that same potential? Because he has Pelton right now. He has Jabari Parker at 10. And, uh, okay, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Above Nikola Mirotic, above Nerlens Noel, above Aaron Gordon, above Yusuf Nurchik. I mean, I, I just I don't understand. Marcus Smart's above him. Okay. Uh, Dante Exum. Dante Exum's a good player, but I don't think Alfred Payton. I'll take Jabari Parker all day over these guys. So if you're taking, if you're starting a team with five NBA sophomores, those are your starting five. What five are you picking? At least you don't go by possession, but just go by potential. Um, I'm Dante Exum is actually a part of it. Okay, I was gonna throw him. In. I was gonna go Wiggins. 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 Exum. Exum. Um, I was gonna throw in Miritich. Miritich. Um, is that is that because of your Bulls bias? Slightly. Okay. That's fair. Hey, you admitted yeah, to it. You admitted to slightly. it, so I can't I can't really say. Yeah. Um, let's see. Axum, Miritich, Wiggins. Jabari? Yeah, probably Jabari. I mean, why not? All right. That'd be great. The fourth one, the fifth one, I wouldn't be sure of. Do you put Capella in there? I mean, he, he, they both love Capella. Capella's had a great year in Houston. He's a pretty good year. I'm not sure. I put him as the number five. Zach Levine's there. Dunk contest winner. Nerlens Noel, Kentucky. Was he the he was number three, I believe. Yeah, I think he was number three. Well, my, mine's gonna be Wiggins, Jabari. I'll throw in um, Levine because I, I I love. I mean, he, he he looks he looks great, and I mean the comparison with I mean not the comparison, the uh, compatibility with Wiggins and Carl uh, Anthony Towns. I feel like that's gonna be a great team. I feel like he's gonna be kind of a specialty player there. So and then I'll put uh, I'll put Noel and Jabari, or I think yes, sorry, Jabari. Noel and then Nicola. I'll go ahead and give Capella. All right. Clint Capella. There you go. He'll be the fifth, but he's not number two on that. He shouldn't be number two. All right. And now final transition here, Phil. 
You talk about Houston. Houston having a very rough season. I want to give the least. I want to give you. I want you to give me one team from the West and one team from the East to give New Year's resolutions. So you can pick the Bulls and you pick someone else from the West, or you can pick someone from the East. Give me a a, a team that needs to make a resolution to turn around, and how can they turn that around? <laughs> Chicago. That's will, your team in the East. All right, Chicago. Yeah, yeah hometown team. All right. A little biased. Yeah, I know, but um, Chicago. Do whatever you can to keep Derrick Rose healthy. If that means you wrap that man up in bubble wrap, you do that. I don't want to see that man on the injury table, on the medical table again this season. We need him if we're going to have any type of run. You know, the rest of the team is filling out pretty decently. They've gotten pretty great, actually. Pretty great. The team's gotten better. Nicola, Bobby, Paul's like, Bob, Paul. Whenever Paul is allowed to play, I mean, he loves playing against the Knicks so far. Um, but if they can just get that, keep that chemistry going later on in the season, they, they could possibly make a run into the Eastern Conference Finals. All right, what's your team from the West? Sacramento. What's and Sacramento's key? A resolution. <laughs> Their resolution is to simply look to the future. <laughs> that team needs to find a way. Trade Rajon. Trade Boogie. No, Ray, no Rudy Gay? Do whatever you got to do. Do whatever. <laughs> but you need to build that team for the future instead of now. Vivek Ranadive is not doing too well, huh? You know, hey, I mean, they're what? They're three games out of a playoff spot right now. 12 and 20. But, that, but Utah not, Jazz are in the playoffs at 14 and 17. Yeah, but I don't think, see, here's the thing. I don't think it's going to get better with Sacramento. All right. I mean, sure, they you have the pieces, but I don't think it's working as well as Coach wants it to. And I think eventually you're going to have to break it up. There, You got people that are unhappy there. Take what you can. Build for the future. That's the resolution for Sacramento. Phil giving George Carl no chance in his first season. Trade them all. Uh, my team uh, from the East will be Detroit Pistons. My team, uh, I want the Detroit Pistons. They're not my team. The Detroit Pistons to lock Andre Drummond down because he is looking like the best big man in the NBA right now. <laughs> averaging 18 points and I think 17 rebounds. What the hell? That's, that's, those are video game stats. That's Andre amazing. Drummond, you cannot do that. <sighs> they got to find a way to lock him down. Exactly. I'm, that's their New I'm Year's resolution. They, I'm shocked they only got him for one year. I'm uh, shocked they didn't try to get him one. Boy is going to get paid. I think he was betting on himself. He did a Jimmy oh Butler. God. He is smart. <laughs> he is I'll bet genius. on myself. Here, here, this is what we're going to do. All right, are you ready for this? All right, all right, all right. I'm going to score 18 points per game and 16 rebounds a game. What now the pay hell? me. Pay me what you owe me. Don't act like you forgot. Lakers. Lakers. My money. Lakers, maybe. One. Mm-hmm. Does he go to Lakers? Does oh. he go to, he's he's got to go to a team with a big, big, with a big wallet. Yeah, he does. Knicks, maybe. Anyway, Andre <laughs> Drummond. Uh, P, key for uh, New Year's resolution for the Pistons is to lock Andre Drummond down, and then my key, out west, Mavericks. Your resolution is to get a better team around Dirk. Get Dirk another NBA final. I know we got trashed on last time. We believe Dirk's one of the greatest of all times. He He's is. one of my favorite of players of all time. He's, Get Dirk another ring. This man practice. Sean practices shooting for him after this man. I will put a video up on this channel of me doing 
doing that shot. I am. I, I got the stroke down. Everything. It is beautiful. Dirk is beautiful. Get him another beautiful ring. Get him. That's what I want. Second ring. Get him the well, second ring. Just go ahead and do it for him. You got any final resolutions you want to throw out there? Um, you know what? I don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, the NBA. I mean, if you could stop Golden State, you know that'd be great too. Hey, hey, Mavericks did that once. <laughs> Second time they were stopped. Dirk was Dirk looked okay. JJ Barrera, JJ Barrera, I think scored thirty points again, which is ridiculous. Anyways, Phil has no more resolutions. No. I have no more resolutions. Thank you for listening to the Vice Break Podcast. I am Sean Anderson. Alongside me is Philip Bridges. As always, tell us down below what your NBA team should make their resolution for 2016 be. Also, tell us your opinion down below. Should athletes be activists uh, for their hometowns or just in general? Should, should they be spurred on as activists? Should they be spurred on as activists? Is that fair to them? Tell us down below to those two questions and join us next week and we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.